gentleman, Philemon, daughter. Philemon? Yes. Philemon yes. Samuels, he pastors a church in Montego Bay, Jamaica, where our church is connected with theirs in different ways. And um, we're on the same time, when we're in daylight savings time, we're the same time as they are in Jamaica. So they started at 8 o'clock in their service this morning. And they're just getting a good start now. <laughs> and they go until about noon. We've, we've been in their service before. And uh, see, we join our voices with voices of believers all around the world. And that's something. And our prayers go up and they join with prayers of other believers from all around the world. You may sit if you want. I see some sitting ready. Joy, we'll have you come up. Joy Earholtz has been working on a website. Just before we let the kids go, we needed to let the kids stay because Joy teaches our preschoolers on Sunday mornings. But Joy is going to introduce us to the new website here. Thank you so much, Joy, for, for all your work on that. Great job, great job. Okay, we'll let you do that. Yes, so this is our new website. It is tenstrikecommunitychurch.com. As you can see on the top, there are all different things you can see. Um, you're on the homepage right now. You scroll down on the homepage. You can kind of see an overview of our church, kind of what we believe. Keep going down. You might see pictures of some of yourselves. You might have seen me around snapping some pictures, but yeah, there's slideshows where you can see a bunch of pictures and just kind of overviews of our different things here at church. Okay. And then this is the About Us page. Um, tells you what's happening at TCC. And then there's pictures of our staff and our deacons and our elders. So thank you all for letting me take a picture of you for that. That's what it's for. Um, our ministries, uh, it shows a little paragraph or two about it and then a video that the different leaders made and pictures of each one. And then there's this where you can watch live streams. You can join live and there are the links for that. And you can also see the archives of the videos and messages and recordings. And then with the schedule, it takes a minute to load, but this just shows the weekly schedule of what's happening at our church. And then for giving, you can give online if you'd like. There's the links and stuff for that. And then the Visit Us page shows addresses and then a map find exactly where we are. So, yeah. <laughs> Great job. Okay, we will release the kids now. <laughs> Actually, it's a date that I got in my mind. <laughs> Let's stand up and greet each other while I eat this date, okay? <laughs> okay, you friendly people. Welcome to Tenstrike Community Church. There will be plenty of time for fellowship after church today. We're having our pot blessing. So how many of you brought something to share today? 
Okay, some good cooks. All right. I can the rest of you can still eat if you, even if you didn't bring something. Okay, good. Um, next week, we're having a fish fry. So, uh, Danny Fisher, who was in charge of the fish fry, uh, that, was, that was an accident. I mean, he, he loves it, I guess. Um, he's also quite a hunter, too. He's not here today, but he would like if you could bring some more fish by next week. We will be fine, but uh, if you want to bring some fresh fish, uh, you've got one week to catch some and bring it here. Good excuse. Um, okay, Wednesday, September 7th this week, 9 a.m. the touch point. Wait, this, this week is not the 7th. Coming up. This week is the 14th. Okay, on the 14th at 9 a.m. there will be a touch point with Stephen Joyce, as there was this past week, September 7th. Um, the youth group is currently on break and will be starting up again on Wednesday, September 21st at 6 p.m. Uh, we're having a memorial service for Lowell um, that will be held next Friday, September 16th at 11 a.m. The visitation will be at 10 a.m. Lowell O'Brien turned 100 years old on July 7th. He transferred to heaven on Tuesday, September 6th. Lowell was a part of our church family for many decades. We will miss him, but we are so thankful that he is now experiencing the joys of heaven. And we know that because of Jesus, we'll be seeing him again. A memorial service for Lowell will be held at the church, like I said, at 11. Visitation at 10 here. Um, you saw on the website where you can see archived services and where you can give online, tenstrikecommunitychurch.com. Uh, if you want to give today, you can put your offerings in the boxes on the back. Um, and then I also have a community announcement. Take a picture of poster. Uh, the Fellows Family Museum of Ten Strike will be open Saturday, September 17th from 11 to 4. It's two blocks east of the church right over here. Uh, follow the signs. There's something for everyone. There's three buildings of pictures, household items, tools, a replica of the village of Ten Strike from the 1940s and 50s, World War II display and machinery. There will be a working blacksmith shop set up for the day. That's what's going on in the area. Um, Peter, are you ready to share a message with us about giving? Morning, everybody. Morning. How are we doing today? Good, good. All right. Something short to share with us today as we think about uh, giving. Uh, this verse is from Luke 6, uh, Luke 6, 38. And it says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back. And I was reading this verse this morning, and uh, this verse is found in Luke 6, which uh, is, we know as the Beatitudes, right? Jesus is standing in front of the people and, and giving a long list of, of little nuggets of wisdom, just like this one. Uh, and this particular piece, given it should be given to you, is found right in the midst of 
uh, phrases like judge not and you should not be judged, condemn not and you should not be condemned. Uh, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye when there's a big log in your own? Things like that. And I was thinking about why this verse is in the midst of all those types of verses. And it occurred to me um, that you can't follow this verse on your own, can you? It's, it's really hard to give all by yourself. Um, it requires relationship, doesn't it? It requires another person to be standing on the other end of that transaction. It requires um, community, I think. It requires people together. Uh, and all these verses are being put forward in terms of togetherness, community, <laughs> community communion with one another. Um, and so what I was thinking about is a lot of what the Beatitudes are doing is presenting to us what Jesus' vision of his kingdom is like. When he came, he wanted to tell us, this is what my kingdom is like. And that's in opposition to the kingdom that's already here, right? We all can look around and we recognize the kingdom of man, the kingdom of the flesh, right? Um, the kingdom of the flesh doesn't work that way, does it? Um, that's not common sense knowledge. People would say you're, um, you are wildly imaginative if you think that if you give, it will be given to you in equal and greater measure, right? Um, the way the world works, the system of our world is, is very different. You have to take in order to have anything in this world. Your success depends on that guy's over there, his failure. He's got he's to be less than you. You've got to prove somehow that you are better than everybody else. Uh, and that's just the common sense world we live in, right? But Jesus wanted us to live in a different kingdom when we're here together. Uh, he wanted us to live in such a way where our perspective isn't just on me alone working towards some goal of maybe uh, my own personal goodness or morality, but it's, these verses are all about um, how we work together, how we function as a group, as we function as a community, how we see my success, not in terms of just me, uh, but the success of every single person here and everybody enjoying the unity and the goodness of what God has to offer. Um, so I think that's pretty amazing that the truth that Jesus presents about his kingdom is not just enough for me, but there's enough for every single person to enjoy goodness and the wonder of who Jesus is. So as we think about that and we think about our giving, uh, the boxes in the back, just want to pray over us that we'd be mindful, not just of ourselves and, oh, me giving today, but really thinking about how we are sowing into something larger, how we are sowing into one another, and that as we're giving, we're not just giving our finances, are we, but as we go into this week, that we are also giving our time, our love, our generosity, our goodness, that what we give is Jesus himself pouring out of us into the world that we know. So, Jesus, we thank you that you have given us more than enough. We have the abundance of you inside of us, your spirit living within us, pouring out like a river, Jesus, continual and good and fresh and free. And that as we go through this world, as we go into our families, our communities, our jobs, our, the places that we go to, that freedom, that wealth of goodness would be pouring out of us. And people would know that you have more than enough, that they would come your table, Jesus, <laughs> that we are set it just by our existence with you. So thank you, Jesus. We celebrate you. Uh, in your name, amen. And also I had, whoa, that's hot. Um, I had uh, one more announcement there. 
There's a faith and freedom rally with Justin Hoover at um, Paul and Babe Park. It starts at two o'clock. And so come today. on down today. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, put that down if you want to come check it out. Come hang out at the park. We're going to be, I believe, praying for um, our city, for our country. And Justin will probably give a short word um, ev about evangelism or the Christ message. I'm actually not sure what he's preaching on. But it's going to be a good time of worship and prayer. So come on down to Paul and Babe at 2. Let me stand up one more time. So faithful, so constant, so loving and so true, so powerful in all you do. You fill me, you save me, you know my every move, you love for me.
So good this morning. You may have a seat. We're going to talk about the title of our message today would be Mindset, Who Sets My Mind. And uh, see, I, the spirit person within, am the one that sets my mind. And we're going to look at that some today. The great difference of where our mind is set. Oh, the difference between life and peace and death. And this is as it works out in our families, workplaces, in the school, wherever we are. And um, there's a scripture that I didn't come across till just well, I knew it was there, but it just never was quickened to my mind. But it's almost like sometimes teachers say that they have a golden text or one that's the main one for a message in Colossians 3. If we could get that up on the board there or up on the wall. Colossians 3. 
And I thought, wow, that's a good one. Um, it just fits with this so well. If then you were raised with Christ, which we have been in the spirit realm, our spirits were dead, but now they're alive in Christ Jesus. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind, or we could say it's understood, you set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So things above. In other words, on the supernatural. Above the natural. Supernatural meditation. Where's your mind been? Where's your thinking been? Spirit realm. Spirit realm. And remember, in this world, we aren't fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but it's against powers and principalities of the unseen realm. The unseen realm is so real. You've heard me say it before, if I could take a zipper and just zip it open and we could see into the spirit realm and I know some people have a gift they occasionally do see like the angels we've had people see angels in these in our services they'll tell me afterwards sometimes they're here did you know that the Lord Jesus himself is here with us but you see we're spirits if, we could, if I could zip myself open and you could see my spirit, that's, that's the real me. That's the eternal. That's the, that's the real me that was, is risen with Christ. And then verse 3, we'll go to verse 3. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Wow. That's something to meditate on. That's a See, the thing is, the word of God is spirit. Jesus said, my words, they're spirit and they're truth. So when we're feeding on this, it feeds our spirit. It's like spirit food. We're going to have a pot blessing here in just a little bit. And that's going to feed our physical body. But this word of God, it feeds our spirit, our spirit man or woman. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So, I came across that scripture actually just maybe on Friday to add to the message I had already. Then I thought, I wonder what that's like in the Passion Translation. And let's look at that together. So let's put the Passion up there. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. The thing above the natural. The supernatural. 
That is where our true citizenship is. It's in the supernatural. It's in the spirit realm. Our citizenship, the word says, is in heaven. Yearn for, seek after. We've been talking about that in Touchpoint. And that, by the way, Touchpoint, we do have that at 9 o'clock each Wednesday. It's live, but then it's archived. Joy showed you how you can get it. The archives, too, on our website. But that's something that Joyce and I have felt even during our vacation time. It's something where we believe, we, we really seek the Lord about that, about what we're supposed to talk about during that time. And uh, I, we just sense that importance uh, for that. And we've been talking about seeking the Lord, seeking things of the kingdom of God. And then God will make sure we have all our needs supplied as we do that. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. That's what the right hand of God is. It is the place of all power and honor and authority. And as we meditate on things in the heavenlies, we, in the kingdom of God and things of the spirit realm, we realize too, like it says in Ephesians, that we are seated with him in heavenly places. That is the truth in the spirit realm, that we're seated with Christ. It says that in, that's what Paul is praying there in Ephesians 1, that the eyes of our understanding would be open, that we would see it. We would see that truth, that that's the reality in the spirit that we are seated. That's our seating. And so we have that place of authority in him. Verse 2. Yes. Feast. Now listen to this. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. Feast on. So that's like our spirit person that's where meditation comes in. We meditate. We ponder. What are we thinking about? A few weeks ago, Dan Woodward had a message on Psalm 1. He was talking about the meditation. Meditating in the Word. That's what brings the life. And where a leaf doesn't wither, even in the drought. It's like the tree planted by the rivers of water. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with... What? Heavenly realities. Or we could say things like who we are in Christ Jesus. It's like that last song was just talking about that Jesho had to sing. Singing about knowing who he is, but you know who he is and then who we are in him. That's a good thing to do in the book of Ephesians. Just go through there. Wherever it says in him or in Christ or in whom, you know, that's us who is in him and it tells you who you are in Christ. Great Bible study. But fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. It's very easy for us to fill our thoughts with earthly realities. They're all around us. They're swarming around us. I mean, they're all over the place. It continues here, and not with the distractions of the natural realm. 
the natural realm distractions. See, we're living in the world. We're spirit beings. I believe most of you are believers in Jesus Christ. If you have never received him today, you can do that. That's online as well. We tell that to you. This is your day of salvation. But when we're in Christ, in this world, it's like we're rowing upstream. The easy way would be just to let the canoe float right down the river. But that's not where we're at. That's not what we want to do. Amen, do you hear me? We don't want to get distracted by the things of this realm, of the natural realm. There's a lot of good things in the natural realm. I mean, we enjoy things. We enjoy food. We enjoy the taco salad we're going to have and the other things. We enjoy that. Enjoy sports. Bob enjoys the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and some others here maybe do, but most of us are purple, right? We're the purple people. <laughs> Fishing, Danny Fisher, I'm sure you must enjoy fishing. You know, that's great. The thing is, they can't be dominant in our minds, and especially if they become a distraction from the things of the Spirit. Because the things of the Spirit lead to forever. Where we are spiritually is going to determine our, say it with me, forever. And that's a long time. Endless. Just like it seems the universe is. The more that James Webb telescope, I mean, it's, look, what was it? How many million light years away they found a star out there? Amazing. Amazing. But we're, it's not easy, but our exhortation is keep on rowing, keep on rowing, keep on going, keep on going. Keep on going and stay with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Stay with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Don't get turned around and get flowing downstream because before you know it, you could get into trouble. Just like I did with a young guy. He was, I think, a sophomore in high school. It's when I was a youth leader. Joyce helped me with that at Eastminster Presbyterian Church in... Grand Rapids, Michigan. We went on a canoe trip, and um, most of the, most of them had been experienced, but this this one guy had never been on a canoe trip before. He never rode a canoe. He never he didn't know what it was about. I mean, he so I figured as the youth leader, I probably should go with him, and so I did. And we were, there was areas that the currents were getting stronger and we were, you know, trying to get up to a place where it was easier to row, but there came a place where there was a fork in the river and that fork, we just ended up flowing with the river because we couldn't keep things going in the right direction. Our canoe got turned around and here we got 
heading right for a limb of a tree that was hanging about that far off the ground, or just enough for a canoe to get through. But I mean, not enough for me to get through. (laughs) (laughs) Or him either. And uh, we both ended up in the river. And it was early in the spring. And it was cold. We don't want to get that in the spirit realm, in our lives. We want to stay strong. It takes effort. But let's keep on rowing. Keep on rowing. Even when the times get tough, keep on rowing. Keep on going. Don't stop. Keep on going with those, with those distractions. And keep our meditation and filling our thoughts with the things of heavenly realities and the things of the Spirit of God and His Word, particularly in areas where we're dealing with problems in our life, well, get the Word of God concerning that problem. And then meditate on that. Don't let the, the realities of the natural realm, the things that are there all around you, dominate you. Let the Word of God dominate you. Let's finish that. We have three and four verses here from the Passion. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. That's our true life. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who he really is, when I see that, when you see that, and who you really are, see, in him, who you really are in him, not in what you necessarily feel like or what other people may say about you or your self-condemnation will try to bring on you sometimes, but see what the word of God says, who you are in Christ Jesus now. It will be revealed, for you are now one with him in his glory. Christ revealed through us now. He's coming again, but you know what? Now he's being revealed through us in this dark world, in this place that we're living in right now. And our mindset needs to be one that's we set on the right places, on the things of the spirit realm. And our meditation is there in the spirit realm. Um, Mindset there from Colossians 3, set your minds, I looked that one up in Strong's Concordance for that word, to set your mind, and says to exercise the mind. To entertain, what are you entertaining? To be mentally disposed to, what are you slanted toward in your thinking? To interest oneself in, set your affection on, to regard, to savor, to think, setting our mind. So our minds can be set upon the things of the spirit or on the things of the flesh realm. It's our choice, it's my choice. 
It's my choice. If I set my mind where I set my mind, it's my choice. Can you poke your neighbor and say, it's your choice? Just do that. Poke them. Nice. And say, it's your choice. It's your choice. So things of the Spirit, that focus in our lives, that it's there, it's the dominant thing, the things of God, the things of His Spirit, the things of His Word, things of His kingdom, the things of the church, the body of Christ. I remember 21 years ago on 911. Do you remember where you were when you heard? I was talking to some this morning about that. I was, I was here at church with Dan Cornia. Some of you remember Dan Cornia. And I don't know if he had heard it just before he came in. We were meeting together. But somehow we knew when he was in there. Back then we didn't have cell phones and stuff that tell us stuff right away, you know. But it was quite an impactful thing. 21 years ago it was. Today. And immediately after the collapse of the Twin Towers in New York City, there was an abundance of shock and fear across the nation. You know, they canceled all flights, you know, and there had been things in, the, in New York City, but also in Washington, D.C., the Pentagon, and so forth. Uh, wow. It's really something when you think about it now again. Um, but many people's minds at that time, their mindset, it was directed to and set upon God and the things of the spirit realm. It's amazing how something will do that just like that. All of a sudden, everything had changed. And we didn't know what was going on exactly. What was going to be happening again, maybe. We didn't know. And I believe it was the next day on Wednesday then that our nation's senators and representatives, maybe some of you remember this, from both sides of the aisle, gathered on the steps of our nation's Capitol building for prayer together. They prayed together. And they sang God Bless America together. I remember on that following Friday, Joyce and I, we took a day to just take a day off and we went to Grand Rapids, Minnesota for, for the day. And um, we saw these makeshift signs that said, meet today at the Episcopal Church. I think it was 11 o'clock maybe or something. And we thought, we're going to do that. And so... Christians from all over Grand Rapids met together in the Episcopal Church and uh, we prayed together. We didn't care about what denomination we were. We prayed together. We sought God together. We worshiped God together. Oh, it was good. It was bad what was going on, but it was good. 
There was something so good about that. And you can just see it through the whole town there of Grand Rapids. And you could see it in Bemidji too around. And signs were up all over in businesses. God bless America. Pray for America. You know, these kind of things. You remember that, those that were around. And that next Sunday morning, the churches were packed. I remember our church. We were in the sanctuary, which is our fellowship all now. Packed. I remember seeing people I hadn't seen for a long time in church. Their minds got shifted toward the things of the forever in the spirit realm. A few weeks later, Joyce and I drove down. At that time, I was helping with some things with Gospel Crusade Ministry Fellowship, which Gerald Durstein is a part of Strawberry Lake, but we had to go to meetings in Bradenton, Florida, and we drove down. And all across America, we saw the same thing. Businesses, and not just on churches, it was businesses. The businesses on their signs, pray. Pray for America. God bless America. And you could just sense it in the people in the restaurants and stuff. Something was different. People had their minds focused toward God. All the way down to Bradenton, wherever we stopped. It was inspiring, encouraging. But sadly, not too much later, things went back to where they had been before 911. Let me tell you something. Now is the time for us, now is the time for us to set our minds on the things of the Spirit and not wait for something like that. Enough has been happening the way it is. Now is the time. I pray it doesn't take something like that again or worse. I'm talking about putting the things of God first, not the things of this earth, not the things of this realm. Do you hear what I'm saying? I didn't hear much. How about you out there that are watching online? You know, our mindset will determine our life course. It'll determine our life course. And what your mind is set on will determine where you end up in life. At the end of the hour, what you're thinking now in this hour, it'll determine where you'll be at the end of the hour, at the end of the day, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, at the end of your life. It's like our setting a GPS in the spirit realm. But we'd call it you know, GPS, that stands for Global Positioning System. But we would call it God Positioning System. 
And wherever we set our GPS device is, you know, when we're in a car or wherever we're traveling with, pick up, that's where we're going to end up if we listen to it, if we go where it tells us to and go where it directs us to. But we can set ourselves on the Word of God and then listen to the Holy Spirit and He will bring us to the right place. But we have to have our minds set upon the Word and upon the Spirit for that to happen. Not on the things, the flow of the current customs or mores of the society that we're living in. Our thinking and our meditation what I'm pondering on, what I'm imagining, will determine my destination. So there is a life-changing decision to be made by me and by you to seek after God and the things of His Spirit and the kingdom of God above everything else. That's what we're talking about. I think there was a song about surrender. The first one, wasn't it? What was the name of that one? <laughs> I Surrender All. We sing it all. We sing it a lot. I've sung that for 70 years probably. Almost. I Surrender What? What does all mean? Maybe we should look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> I think we know what all is. Above everything else. Or we could call it a decision to be spiritually minded rather than fleshly minded. The question, you know, as we go out in society that often is asked is, how are you doing? One um, I ask sometimes with people is, how are you doing spiritually? And they kind of, you know, how are you doing? That's a pretty natural thing for them to hear quite often. But how are you doing spiritually? It usually takes them back a little bit. That's a good question to ask. But the truthful answer will depend largely on what my mind and meditation have been set upon. Am I rehearsing over and over negative things inspired by my flesh and the devil? Or am I considering and reviewing positive things inspired by my spirit and God? I had a few examples here, and we'll look at, at some of those at a different time. I had the thing of forgiveness. And we'll look at that in the future. Forgiving. You know, the, the world will say, well, I can never forgive that person. But what does the Word of God say? What does the Word of God say? And uh, but, but the Holy Spirit has been telling me 
as we close here today to focus on this one. The example would be something doing in the natural realm, in our physical bodies, that we're, there's an illness, there's a sickness, there's a disease that's been maybe chronic, maybe it's more acute, but especially if it's been a chronic thing that you're always going to be that way, you're never going to get better, you're always going to have this. And then meditation, coming around, get up in the morning, you aren't feeling good for some reason, for one thing or another, whatever it might be. You hear what I'm saying? If my meditation, if my mindset is that I'm going to always be that way, it can make us sick just thinking that way. That's not good medicine. Joyce was talking about laughter this morning. That's good medicine. And it's amazing. That's scientifically proven. It'll change your, even your body chemistry. And that affects your physical body. But let me tell you this morning that the Lord is wanting us as a local church body to have our expectations rise for the truth of the part of salvation that Jesus brought to us that says, by his stripes you were. Can somebody look up in, in, on your phone? Maybe Joyce can find it. Otherwise, do you have it already? Okay, why don't you, you have your mic there? Okay, this is the bio, this is um, Isaiah. I, we aren't going to have these on the screen because this is what the Lord just gave me just before the service to do. But this is Isaiah, what is it, 53, 3 through 5 maybe? Joyce? Okay, okay in the Holman Christian Standard Bible, mm -hmm. I think, why don't you read that for us? Now, now listen to this. Listen from your spirit person. I mean, have ears to hear. Because what is, is the Bible the truth? The Word of God is the truth. Okay, let's hear that. He, Jesus, was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised, and we didn't value him. Yet, he, Jesus himself, bore our sicknesses, and he, Jesus, carried our pains. But we, in turn, regarded him stricken and struck down by God and afflicted, but he, Jesus, was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him, 
and we are healed by his wounds. And so the Lord wants us to hear that, and he wants you to hear it. If you've been dealing with something in your physical body, he bore the price, he took it. By his stripes, we are to be healed. You know, there's a scriptural reference to the scripture that Joyce just read, and it's Matthew 8, verse 16 and 17, which I'll read now. And it says, When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And we know that 1 Peter 2.24 says that by his stripes we are healed. And of course, there's many scriptures like that that we can meditate on. And uh, we think, thank God for that healing. And... Lord, we thank you that that expectation of when, of re and the knowing of this truth, knowing you, like that last song we sang, that we were knowing you, that you revealed to us Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals us. This is just one area we know, Lord. But Lord, we pray that that expectation, that confident expectation of good will grow among us as a church congregation. For that part of your salvation to be flowing, growing in its flow among us, regardless of what physical symptoms or things in the natural we may be experiencing or feeling, that we look beyond that to the supernatural, that we do have our minds on things that are above, as you told us to, Lord, because we have been raised with you, and that our minds are set on things above, not on things of the earth and beneath. And thank you, Lord, for your healing flow even this morning. But the opening of the eyes of our understanding that we may see, that we may know you and may know your word. And Lord, help us to seek you first in your kingdom, being right with you in this day that we're living in, 21 years after 911 the day that we call 911 when horror struck our nation. And Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for the United States of America. We pray for our leaders, all of them. Oh Lord, we pray about the upcoming elections in November. Father, we pray for righteousness to prevail. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Lord. But also, we thank you that 
we will not be conformed to this world. We will not be conformed to this world in the way it's thinking, its trends, its mores, its customs, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That we in our lives may prove what is your good, acceptable, and perfect will, Lord, right in our families, in our workplace, in school, in our church, wherever we are. And we pray this in the name of Jesus and everyone in agreement said, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we can so enjoy the things in the natural realm through the lens, through the focus of the Spirit. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to enjoy what we're doing. Do you believe that? I do too. Praise God. At this time, we'll say goodbye to those that are online. We have one more thing we want to do. Um, We'll see you. Yes, we're going to have the pop blessing, but we have one other thing before that.